Hey everybody, welcome to Just For Variety. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Today is November 23rd, 2022, and my guest is Joe Jonas. The singer returns to acting with Devotion, a film based on the true story of Jesse Brown, who became the Navy's first black fighter pilot during the Korean War. Jonathan Majors stars as Brown opposite Top Gun Maverick actor Glenn Powell as his best friend, Tom Hudner. Not only does Jonas appear in the movie as fellow fighter pilot Marty Good, but he also co-wrote and performs the movie's end credit song, Not Alone. I first met Jonas way back when the Jonas Brothers were crushing the music charts as well as the hearts of teens around the world. Today, Jonas is married to Game of Thrones star Sophie Turner. They are mom and dad to two daughters and have done a steady and quite impressive job at keeping their private life, well, private. I caught up with Jonas over Zoom from his Los Angeles area home. We talked devotion, the new song, the time he auditioned for Spider-Man, and possible plans for him and Turner to work together. Jonas also opens up about mental health and explains why he sees a therapist on a regular basis. But before we get to Jonas, let's take a look at the scoop I have in this week's Just For Variety column. Despite the enormous success of The Woman King, director Gina Prince-Bythewood tells me she's probably not going to direct a sequel to the epic movie. Yes, she admits she's tempted to do it, but Prince-Bythewood told me at the Academy Women's Luncheon, I literally put so much of myself into it, and I've said everything I've wanted to say for this specific one. She added that she's developing a new historical epic. I'm really eager to do it, and after the success of The Woman King, Prince Bythewood said, I feel like it's opened the door for it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Just for Variety. I'm talking to Joe Jonas. The singer-actor appears in the new movie, Devotion. He also co-wrote and performs the end credit song, Not Alone. Here's Joe Jonas. Hey, Joe. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm great. Good to see you. Good to see you. Great movie. Oh, well, thank you. I can't take all the credit, but I'm thrilled to be a part of it. (laughs) I knew nothing about the story. What did you know? Did you know anything? 
Exactly. I yeah. didn't know a thing. And I don't know whether to be mad at my history teachers <laughs> um, or um, want to just go back and, and, and do more research. I mean, that was kind of the thing when I got the audition, I, I read the book, read the script, met the director. And I was just like, how have I not heard of this story? And these two incredible, brave individuals and the Korean war. And it's just, I think in school, you just go from world war two and then you just skip and you, right. and we don't focus on it enough. So to highlight this story, these true people, these true, uh, individuals that, that really lived. It's just, um, it's an honor. So tell me about the audition process. This is a role. This is a different sort of role for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been a minute since obviously, obviously I've done any acting. Um, the pandemic really gave me plenty of time. Touring wasn't really an option. So I was like, well, what am I going to do with myself here? I, I obviously love acting and it's something I've always want to get back into. And um, it's just like any other audition process for actors out there. I mean, put myself on tape and uh, call back on tape, met the director, JD. Uh, we spoke about the project and, um, and it, it kind of went from there. And then last January, pretty much picked up and moved to uh, Savannah, Georgia for a couple of months. And it was a, a wild experience. So does Joe Jonas get ner nervous putting himself on tape? Well, when you have a wife like Sophie Turner, who is a phenomenal actress, the one filming you and directing you through it, you got to bring your A game. You know, she's um, she's my toughest critic. <laughs> so, so naturally, yes, I'm going to be a little nervous. Um, no, she's super helpful. And I feel like what a great acting coach to walk me through this. And um, I, I do have her to thank. So tell me about the first note she gave you when you were putting yourself on tape. What did she say when, where you're like, Damn, she's she's really telling me what to do. When I think I like nail it, and then she's like, "I we're gonna have to do that again." I'm like, "Shit!" <laughs> uh, but that's what it's about. I'm um, I'm with open ears. I'm glad that she you know gives me their honest opinion. That's what you need. You need somebody exactly. with with years of experience like herself to to coach you through something like this. So when you get on set. Do you go through any sort of boot camp with the guys? Do you just sort of research what it feels like to be in the military? How do you sort of, you know, because there's obviously the guys don't all know each other all right away. So you don't want to bond maybe too much before filming starts. But how do you sort of get into that military mindful of young, innocent guys going off to this war? Yeah, it's a great question. It, it was. A tricky time. Like I said earlier, you know, we, we, we shot this in the, the heart of, um, uh, of lockdown. Um, we shot this in Georgia. So Georgia wasn't really locked down, but that, that, that worked a little bit to our benefit, but we still had the rules and regulations like any other film at the beginning of last year. Um, you couldn't really hang outside of your bubble. You can't like, you, you couldn't hang too much outside of set just based off of, I mean, they can't tell you what to do, but obviously they're like, they don't, they also encourage you not to be like going to bars, going to restaurants, right. eat outdoors if you can. And if those who don't know Georgia, you know, as, as much as it's in the South, it does kind of get chilly in the, 
you don't want to sit outside. They're not built <laughs> to eat outside. And I think we're the <laughs> only ones eating outside of these restaurants. Oh, I, I made an effort to really try to have an open door policy. Um, I had a lot of game nights. We played a lot of mafia at a Super Bowl party. Um, uh, the, I think the first weekend we were all there, I, I kind of invited everybody over to the house and got a chef and a bunch of beers and coolers and hung out. And I didn't really go and tell the producers that too much because I didn't <laughs> want to get in trouble. But I was like, I, you know, the importance of the camaraderie between these different people and these characters. And JD, our director, he actually wanted to take us all somewhere like Vegas or take us to a night out and have these guys really bond. But we, we didn't have that option, mm-hmm. you know. We were, we, we couldn't, we couldn't get sick. We, we did our best. I mean, we, we got, I want to call it lucky, but I'm really grateful. No one really um, had, we didn't have to halt production. And it wow. was a strange time of, of COVID where maybe everybody got it. And then we were just kind of like able to do our thing. But um, it, 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 we quickly bonded, like, I guess you could say a band of brothers and, uh, and became close. What was it like putting on a military uniform for the first time and seeing yourself as Marty in that way? I, I remember walking into the uh, the uh, the, uh, the fitting for the film and uh, looking at all the photos of the young guys. For some reason, they decided to choose a bunch of like. There's a lot of shirtless photos of these guys, and I'm like damn, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to work out a little bit more. <laughs> that was the first thing, my first instinct. But then, you know, you put on that military uniform, there's no way to compare to what these actual service people go through and what their, their lives are like. So we're just playing dress up at the end of the day, you know. And um, I have military and Navy in my family. My grandfather served. My cousin, um, Eric, he's a naval officer and he's highly ranked. I called him. You know, and I, I just asked him a million questions for about an hour. This is when I found out I got the part and just kind of pick his brain of what it's like and everything. And, um, you know, a lot of the training for us was spent getting to know these big war birds and learning the ins and outs of hopping in and out of these planes just based off of we had to make it look like we knew what we were doing and spending time with real pilots, people that flew these planes, people like um, JD, our director, he's really close to the film, his dad. He um, is a blue angel or was, but always is a blue angel. So the, the movie's really can, close to him. We sat down with JD's dad and his best friend. And they're like talking about their like war stories and, and flying planes and how important that camaraderie is and your wingman and what that feels like. So a lot of conversations were had. Wow. Has your cousin seen the movie yet? You know what? Uh, he has not, he's not seen the movie. Um, and um I'm going to give him a call this week because I, I want him to be able to see it. He's, he's now in San Diego. Um, and I think he'll be home for the holidays. So hopefully by Thanksgiving, you know, he'll be able to check it out. And, um, I'm interested to see what he thinks. I mean, I love, it's cool to, to hear some of these stories, you know, this a movie like this affects a lot of different people for different reasons. And, um, and, you know, I think this is something that the importance around this film is it really happened. And it, it's Jesse Brown's, um, remains are still in North Korea. And it's like we, we, the film at the very end, you know, he speaks to like trying to actively repatriate this individual and bring his remains back so he can be buried next to Tom Hutner. So it's like, there's like a really emotional uh, component that's involved. And so I think it's special for the families that, that, that were involved and that are, that are still involved. Mm. 
So let's talk about the song. Yeah. So, you know, they signed Joe Jonas. They know he's got some musical chops. <laughs> Is that part of the contract at the beginning saying, by the way, yes, you're going to be in the movie, but you're also going to write a song for the soundtrack. I wish it worked like that every time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've done some other films and that wasn't a part of it. Um, but no, you know, it actually happened well after the film was finished. So post-production, a couple months in, JD calls me, our director, and he pitches me the idea to take a step at writing the end credit song. Obviously, I'm like, wow, thank you, big undertaking. I don't, I, I, but no promises, but I, I would love to see the film. And so I saw it at a very early, like, early stage, and it had little tiny toy planes flying across the screen. Like None of the big VFX were finished. And um, I brought Ryan Tedder with me, obviously brilliant songwriter, producer, and the raw emotion of the film was there and I really didn't need all those flashy explosions and, and, and the score was the score demo was, was there. So I was just, I was so moved and we watched at the San Vicente bungalows in LA and there's a grand piano in that room. And Ryan and I just kind of hopped up and started kind of writing the song and right after the film. So JD's got a pretty cool photo that, um, that, I still hasn't sent to me. I'm pretty mad. I'm like, just send me the photo. Um, and uh, after the fact, um, Ryan reached out to Harv. Harv is a brilliant writer-producer who uh, worked on Peaches for Justin Bieber. And I reached out to a good friend, Khalid, and brought him in the mix as well. Um, I thought his voice would be a great addition to a song like this. But, you know, the lyrics speak to a lot of things. I was trying to find a way to connect Tom Hutner and Jesse Brown's relationship. Um, Jesse Brown and Daisy, their love story. Um, you know, I, in this film, you see a lot of love letters that he writes to his wife. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, also the camaraderie of all these guys and the importance of what they were going through. And, and you know, I, I, I think, how do you make that connection? It's like, well, I'm there for you no matter what. And whether my physical being is here or I'm in some afterlife, it's spiritual in a sense, like I'm watching over you. I, I'm, you're not alone. Um, you got to live life to the fullest. You have to trust your instincts. Um, there's nods to even uh, a scene in France, Jesse giving his wings from his shirt jacket to, to Tom on a date. And so it's like, I didn't give you the wings to not go and fly and speak. So I spent a lot of time making sure that it, it touched on, it, it was tough, but I, I'm really just grateful that, you know, JD get, and, the, and the producers gave me the opportunity and I was able to get some really great friends a part of this. And including Rio, um, are they veterans or are they active military um, personnel in the, for in, in the video? A bit of both. I mean, they're veterans, they're active military. Yeah, in the music video, we wanted to also bring light to, you know, real veterans who sometimes are overlooked. Um, and how it, it, it is um, such a heartbreaking thing that they go and serve and dedicate and sacrifice their lives. And their families obviously are, are, are sharing them with us. They come home and they're not always treated well, or that's got to be a crazy change. And we got to look after them. You know, they are, they're, they're so important. And so I wanted to touch, touch on that. You know, they're also not alone. You know, we're here for you. Let's make a call. Let's have a conversation, reach out, maybe pick up the phone, call that person that, that has served and, and check in on them. And I think obviously we've heard too many horror stories and watch these big movies that talk about them losing their minds and, 
going crazy. And it's like, well, before we get there, let's actually like 10 steps back. Let's, let's have a conversation and, 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 and open it up. So I wanted it to be something that would raise awareness, but also, um, bring light to outside of just the film and, and how to touch on some of these um, amazing people that have sacrificed so much. We're going to take a short break right now, but when we return, find out what Jonas says about being in the Oscar conversation for best song alongside Rihanna, Lady Gaga, Selena Gomez, and Taylor Swift. Plus, he recalls auditioning for Spider-Man and also opens up about his mental health and seeing a therapist on a regular basis. We'll be right back. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back to Just for Variety. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Here's more of Joe Jonas. This song, I mean, it is just powerful. You're hitting notes. It is a ballad. So, Oscar season is upon us. This is a song that could get nominated for an Oscar. The other people who are in that conversation, Joe, are... Oh, God. Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez. What do you think? I know. Is that a question? Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, look. I mean, they're all so brilliant, you know. And um, I, um, I think it's just I, I love all the songs that I've heard that they've done. You know, I mean, it's like they're on my short list of playlists that I I, I listen to and been a busy year of music and tv and film you know we're, it's back and um look i'm just grateful to be even even in within uh that conversation i think i, I the 17 18 years of experience at this point um i'm just grateful that i get to do what i love and i know that sounds like a very political answer here but um you'll drive yourself crazy if you obsess over it that's why um i have a great therapist <laughs> and I, you know, I try to just focus on the opportunity that I get to create music. And, um, this was something I never expected to happen. I was a part of the film and, um, I got to be on set learning with some of the best actors. I mean, watching Jonathan Majors on set, I'm like, you know, remember, remember the small guys back at, you know, I watched Wakanda and I'm like, call him. And I'm like, I saw him yesterday for a, we did a, a talk, a roundtable talk, and I was like, I was like, it was nice of you to let like one trailer have you in it, uh, have not have you in it. It's like, so, <laughs> uh, it, it's just um, to learn from people like him and just watch how his work ethic is. That's what it's about, and and to write a song about these real people, and 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 you know, obviously, um, I'm I'm a fan of all of the amazing uh, people that you just named. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Could do you picture your? Could you do you picture yourself on the Oscar stage performing? 
What would that even, could you even imagine that? Yeah, I can imagine it. You know, Kevin was on stage last year. Um, he yeah. played with Reba McIntyre. That's so cool. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, hell yeah, Kev, you're the first brother to do that. Hey, <laughs> you know, I'm like, he took that flight for a reason. He's like, I got bragging rights for life. Um, right. <laughs> but I, I think I look, kind of look at every stage of what, what we could do. You know, you look at the Super Bowl stage, you look at, um, like I go to a, a Giants game and I think about playing Giants Stadium. I mean, growing up 10 minutes on the road, so you grow up watching the Oscars, Grammys. It's like, you never know what could actually happen. So of course the, the young artists to me, I, I watch these shows and I think about what you could do. Cause that's what we all love. You know, we all love to put on a show and, and um, find ways to, to make it feel different or special and share your art and your love for music with other people that also are, are, are being recognized for their work. So sure. I can, uh, if it's uh, one day, um i have to say the fact that you mentioned your therapist it's not often that someone like you mentions that they're in therapy yeah that's pretty pretty admirable i literally just i mean i spoke to her for an hour before this call (laughs) i knew you were so chill (laughs) you know it's um yeah mental health we got to check in with ourselves you know it's so important i mean it's um i move a million miles an hour and, uh, and I'm on the, you know, you just hop city to city and, yeah. and it's, it's, it's also, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's, we're just people and we need to look after one another and, um, check in with ourselves. And there was years where I didn't look after myself and I was just going, going, going. And I was like feeling crazy and, and feeling like, like really affected by every little thing. And then, you know, you speak to somebody and you're like, Oh, this is why they're a professional. <laughs> it's worth listening to. What they, what they teach you are, well, for me, there, and I've been in and out of therapy for, you know, what, 30 years. It's feelings are not facts. Feelings are not facts. It's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. I think that's what, that's what most of everyone is comparing. I'm going to get it. This is all my recovery and sobriety talk, but, you know, it's, we're comparing our insides to people's outsides constantly. Absolutely. And it's just day by day, right? Yeah. It's I mean, day by day. And I think like I have a lot of friends who have been sober for many years and um, who have been in therapy and who are incredible individuals, especially the last couple of years, thinking like how we all just kind of had to lock away for couple of years and then we're just back and it's like yeah it's a crazy adjustment period you know and i had this beautiful community of friends and we did meditations on zoom each week and um, really? wow it was, it was it was led by our my friend jay shetty who's an, a brilliant um he's a former monk author now he, and and we just got it's funny because when he, when i asked him to do it i didn't realize how like what a phenomenon phenomenon he is and passing his billboard on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> um, but like that was so cool. And it kept me in like close, you know, we're not just doing game nights and watch parties of our favorite movies. It was like, let's all actually all get together and, and, and check in with each other. Um, so that was a big thing that I think I took away from this last couple of years. Pretty amazing. So fun question for you. Yes. Remember the first audition you ever went on 
first audition that I ever had, I remember very clearly. It, and I got to say, I got my first audition. So I was okay. really, really proud of that. And it was for an educational um, program that they were, this company was selling to teach Italians English. <laughs> so it was like, um, and these, a video is online and it's some of the most brilliantly bad acting you want. If you, that was so funny. I'm like 12, I'm like 13. And I'm on a computer and asking my mom about uh, this. Everything was like in English, but it was to teach Italians like like conversational um, pieces. And so that was my first audition and I got it. And so uh, I felt pretty proud of myself. And then there was a big season where you don't get anything else. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is actually how it goes. Do Do you remember a role you went up for that it's the role that got away? that destroyed you that you didn't get it. I can name, but probably a couple, I, you know, and then t- in the moment you're destroyed uh, or you're defeated, but you realize like this person was brilliant. Right. I, I remember years ago I was up for Spider-Man and I was so, so excited. I was like, um, and it was the year to, um, I have to think of all the Spider-Men that have existed thus far. Who was before Tom Holland? Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. It was Andrew Garfield's like, so obviously he, he was the right one. Um, <laughs> but I remember, you know, that was like a big thing at the time and going back for callbacks and the director used to be a music video director. So I thought I had like a, I was like, I got an end here. But you know what? I love, I love the process of auditioning and putting, and, you know, putting yourself out there and having to prove yourself. I understand, you know, it's like, it's never should be a shoe in for anyone. You got to really work for it. And I, and I love that. I think it's, that's what it's about. Did, did they ever put you in a Spidey suit? No, but I'm sure I, I, I had one that I would try on occasionally back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Will you and Sophie ever act together? Oh, interesting. Um, who knows? I mean, I think it comes down to like the right role or project. Um, I think it would be fun to just like play a cameo or something in a film of hers or our mine, but we, we like the idea of maybe building a project or projects together down the road. We have a lot of ideas and we, we bounce ideas off of each other and we have some things that we thought could be really interesting to collaborate on. Maybe just has to put on our producer hat and put, put it out there. So in some ways maybe, but mm-hmm. I guess we have because she was in two music videos of mine. So technically we have right. been on I'm sure we have been on. We shared the screen. <laughs> um, what? Who is that dream co-star for you? Oh man, dream co-star. Not allowed to say Meryl Streep because that's too easy. And oh, there's so many. I mean, I, I, you know, I was I was at dinner like a couple like last week, and Robert De Niro was right behind me, and I was like, you know, he's he's one that would be pretty incredible just to, to watch and learn and and um to try to s- just soak up any of the talent that you can in the room did, did you tell him that you once did an english italian english for italian video <laughs> <laughs> no there was no words to be had i was just um he was having his dinner and i was just you know trying not to uh embarrass myself um while he was so close but um you know there's so many great i, I can think of hundreds of actors that I, I look up to in individuals that I think are brilliant. And, um, you know, who knows? We'll see. What about musically? Who do you want to work with musically? Who's that dream collaborator? 
dream collaborator. Again, I can name a lot, but <laughs> uh, like Paul McCartney's still, yeah. You would have asked me 10, 15 years ago, I probably would have said his name. And I just find him so fascinating and brilliant. And he influenced so much of the music of the brothers and individually. And I love what he's done, you know, being able to bounce back and forth in different bands and solo projects. And um, he's still to this day is, you know, releasing music. It's just so exciting to see that he, um, he, he has that work ethic and you go see him live and he rocks. And it's like, uh, that's, that's somebody, I mean, I would love to the opportunity to work with. Yeah. I'm going um, Thursday night. I'm going to Dodger stadium for Elton John. Uh, I leave uh, tomorrow or I would be there. I'm jealous. I got to see, I got to see him though in Miami and it was a really amazing concert. Like you're going to, you're going to love it. I mean, his band is incredible and Elton puts on a, a phenomenal show. I mean, it really is special. And to see him have like current hits is like, yes. I mean, when you see Elton John and Britney Spears on the top of the, did you ever think you'd even see Britney Spears back in music? It's unreal. He's 75. Good for him. Good for her. Good for for everyone involved. It's like, uh, you know, obviously the success of, of Dua Lipa and Elton's collaboration was just so cool and interesting and, I think bigger than everyone's expectations and the, the Britney song with him is so great. And so I hope it's just the beginning. I hope Elton's just going to keep releasing new music and, you know, hopefully this feral tour just keeps going. <laughs> I know. But Joe, this was awesome. It was great seeing you on Zoom. Great even if you. on Zoom. For sure. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Congratu- congratulations. It's really a great movie. Jonathan Majors is just. He's the man. Yeah. That, do you see that men's health cover? Yeah, you know, it's really great. When I'm walking through the airport, you know, I was flying out to LA and I'm just like, God, I'm like, really, man? Like, you got to do that to me? And like, you know, and I'm like, as I'm eyeing up Wetzel Pretzel, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get down and do, do 50 push-ups real quick. <laughs> but I saw him, I saw you at LACMA and I also saw him at LACMA and he's walking by and I was like, abs, Mr. Abs, come here. Just come here. I said, I said, your abs are like the Grand Canyon. They could see them from outer space. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. It's just, uh, yeah. And imagine like, you know, uh, on set, we were like during our breaks, because I mean, a lot of the time these guys were getting to and from flying a plane. These planes are hot, sweaty, you're in, or it's an emergency. You go to the ready room, blah, blah, blah. So instead of just like faking it, no, 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 you don't fake it. Not with Jonathan Majors around. You are doing full-on jump squats, push-ups, jumping jacks. I've got tons of videos. I set up my camera and just film us working out for like an hour straight between breaks. And then Tommy Sadowski was so funny. He'd sit in the corner. You know, he's our lieutenant commander. And he's just sitting back eating like a sandwich, just like, enjoy, boys. Like, <laughs> And he's not that much older than us, but he definitely took on the dad role. We all had our, our different our, um, characters that we, we definitely uh, fell into. But um, yeah. I'm not, I encourage any future actor who's alongside Jonathan Majors, don't, just don't try to keep up with him. <laughs> awesome. Joe, thank you so much. It was great seeing you. Thank you. Great to see you, my friend. Until All the best. Time. That was Joe Jonas. Devotion is in theaters now. That's it for this week's Just for Variety. Thanks for listening. Until the next time, don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. For all your breaking Hollywood news, go to Variety.com. And now I'm wishing you all a happy Thanksgiving. May it be filled with love, laughter, and good health. 
See you next time.